three. We just lost Alex. Ah, and we just lost Alex. Okay. I was wondering why. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. We're on all of them. So whether you're Android or Apple, we have one for you. We're also on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every single day at 7 p.m. Also, FiveReasonSports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, ReasonSports.com. That's where you'll find the latest articles from Brady Hawk and others throughout the network. No paywall, unlike the newspapers. Make sure you check it out at FiveReasonSports.com. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that includes our friends over at MyBookie. You can find them at MyBookie.ag. That's MyBookie.ag. This is the place that you want to gamble. First, they got the most options. They got the most props. You can bet on just about anything, not just the NBA. They got everything there. They got the live betting too, which is a lot of fun, uh, especially if you're down to go in there at halftime and kind of try to play it the other direction. Uh, Again, they do just about everything there. The other thing is it's easier to get your money there than it is from some of the other outlets. I'll just say some of the ones we've worked with in the past. So go with mybookie.ag. The code is five. You get a bonus. You get matched basically halfway up to $1,000. That's the bonus uh, if you for whatever deposit, initial deposit that you put in. So go to mybookie.ag, use the code five. You think you're so smart about the NBA and other things? Get on there, prove it to yourself, make a little bit of money. Mybookie.ag. Baseball is coming up. You can bet the futures there. If you think the Marlins are going to go over their win total, I think they're projected to be, I think, fifth in the East, unfortunately, even though they got a pitching staff because the division is so good. Uh, but again, you can bet on just about anything there. Mybookie.ag. Make sure you use the code. This is a new code, an easier code, F-I-V-E-5. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. we got a full cast again tonight. Floor plan. I've got Greg Sylvander. You can find him at Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Toledo. You find him at Tropical Blanket. We certainly encourage you to listen to this episode, but actually more than this episode, we encourage you to listen to the last episode because 50 minutes, we ran through an insider look, and I can tell you it's an insider look, okay, at how the Heat viewed their first half of the season, how they view where they are now, how they view what they may need, how they view basically players that how they're going to evaluate players on whether or not they're going to award long-term contracts. And then we handle all of that in the previous episode. So make sure that you check that out, but we're coming up against the trade deadline. I feel like there's going to be a different story or two every day. Today, we're going to focus on a report from Kevin O'Connor. He's one of the reliable ones. There's like, I don't know, eight to 10 reporters that when they report something, you know, Sam Amick, Howard Beck, obviously Woj, Shams, uh, Chris Haynes, Mark Spears, a few others that when they report something, you got to pay attention to it. Kevin O'Connor has been right on some stuff. Um, Greg, what was the report today? Basically it was um, that, you know, there were a number of teams that would have significant interest in Nikola Vucevic and that was the heat, the Spurs, Celtics, Hornets, I think was the full list. Alex, am I missing a team? I, I think that's all of them. Um, but it was essentially uh, I the Spurs. Yeah. That, I got them. The heat, the Spurs, Celtics, Hornets. And um, it's just, it was interesting to hear that only because we know Riley and, uh, and the front office and, and the coaching staff, they all like, uh, 
Vooch's game and they've uh, pursued him in the past, almost got him in the past. And then, you know, it, that kind of fell apart. Um, so it's just interesting to think about what that would look like from a package perspective. But that was that was the big news in terms of who are the Heat interested in today. Right. And there was also uh, also part of that report, right, was Otto Porter Jr. Is that correct? That there may be a, a or is that a separate report uh, that there may be a buyout possibility here with Otto? I believe Porter that Jr. was separate. OK, which is only, you know, only 27 years old um, and a guy who was given a lot of money recently and seemed to be at the time a guy who was an emerging I don't know if I'd call him three and D, but an emerging, you know, sort of uh, wing that could do a whole bunch of different things on the court. But let, let's focus on, on Vooch first. I apologize. Uh, we know, obviously, you mentioned, Greg, that the Heat have had interest in the past. Um, that's been documented. They, like you mentioned, they almost got him, I believe, twice, actually, or they were they were sort of in the mix for him twice. And we also know that if you talk about these, the heat killers and heat, you can't call a guy who's been a multi-time all-star now a random scrub heat killer, but Vucevic like outplayed what he was against others against the heat. Okay. For years. Um, even as he was an emerging player with Orlando, he's been better against the heat pretty much than against anybody else. And, you know, so there is admiration here. Now, I want to get into fit a little bit with you, Alex. And then obviously we'll talk as we talk about with all these guys, what the heat could potentially give up. But let's get, put this in the context of the pod we did yesterday, okay? Which is what the Heat are looking for, right? And an acknowledgement that they do need a player next to Bam. And we've talked about it being a four, but it could be a five if it's the right five. And also, you're going to make a trade for a player who's going to be at least top seven in your rotation and a finisher. Clearly things that he could be, although then you're going to need to play big down the stretch with Bam and Vucevic together. Alex, how do you see the fit, and especially in the context of what we talked about yesterday? So it's, I think, a, a good question by you because I was actually thinking about it in, in a similar way when, when I was thinking about the Vucevic stuff. And I know that it's kind of been brought up before, but this report to me is interesting because it doesn't exactly fall into a specific prototype of player that we talked about the Heat needing to add the season, whether it's a, you know, a traditional kind of wing four or, uh, you know, another ball handling guard or another wing or another, I mean, like, we talked about the the possibility of adding another big next to Bam, but Vucevic is a whole different story because, like you said, it's somebody you kind of have to commit to uh, as far as giving a lot of playing time. And I have no issue whatsoever with it. I think he's really, really good. Uh, he's an all-star for a reason. And, and it's not just the, you know, the great production. I know it's a bad team. The Magic, like, aren't even hovering around 500 like they have been the past couple seasons. They're, they've been pretty bad this year. I know they've, you know, they've been missing some guys too. But he's, he's putting up around 24, 11, and four assists a game which is pretty crazy. He's one of these playmaking bigs who is kind of has a little bit of back to the basket game, but can play on the, you know, you can set him up on the elbow and have him play make from there. He's a good shooting big. Like I didn't even realize just how much he's upped his three point attempts this year. He's taking six and a half and shooting at a 41% clip from three, which is crazy. And, you know, uh, He's not necessarily the huge defensive upgrade, but I think he fits into the category of adding somebody who would just br who brings so much on offense and, and rebounding who to me, I feel about Vucevic, Ethan, the way you did about John Collins. Like, I think mm -hmm. obviously they're different positions, but I feel way more confident about Vucevic as like a really, really good player. And obviously he, he has more years in the league to, and I, I just think he will be a great fit next to Bam because you can put both of them at different parts of the floor and, and make stuff happen. They wouldn't be getting in each other's way too much. Greg, let me ask you this. Uh, again, we talk about fit, and a lot of it is playing fit. And I'm with Alex. It's not exactly the type of player we talked about, but 
does seem like the kind of player Pat Riley would add. I, I think, <laughs> I think it's, it's a little bit of a question of how Spolster would make it work. Although if Bam has developed a little bit more of that jumper and as Alex mentioned, you know, Vucevic has stepped outside now and, and he's also a playmaker now. So, I mean, you know, technically I think they could play together, but let's get to the contract fit and the player fit. Um, when you look at that, would this make sense? And then maybe we can get into like exactly what you might give up for him. So I think like from a contract perspective, this would be, you have to ask yourself, like, is this the guy that you're going all in on? Cause that's, that's where you're essentially at with a, with a trade for, for with Orlando, as much as they look like they're, uh, you know, going down in the standings, them having a represent like any representative at the all-star weekend is huge for them. And just for them to hang their hat on that, it's going to take a lot to get a guy like him out of mm -hmm. um, Orlando. I, I So there's part of me that kind of flinches at this whole conversation because I think it's going to head in Tyler hero's direction. And there's a part of me that just, that's where I draw the line. I think I would probably offer everything except hero. And that's where I draw the line. But unfortunately I think that that's where Orlando would be wanting uh, their, you know, like a, a new young player to build around. And just to tell people what is, what's Vucevic's contract situation. So he's got two years after this one. I was just looking at it now and I literally closed the window, right? As you said that just incredible timing. So I'm, <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to pronounce his name seven different ways. Oh, it's Vucevic. That you get to and it. thank you for filibustering because I gave me. No, it's Vucevic. But I, you know, it, <laughs> yeah, when you say it to me like that, I'll get it right. But got you. Know. And thank you for filibustering because I'm looking at it now and he's got 26 mil this year, but then it goes down to 24 the season after that and then 22 the season after that. So it's another one of these declines. Well, that's contracts. very reasonably priced. Yeah, and he's Greg. really good. I mean, Greg, yeah. I mean, I mean, you talk about your all in on him. I understand again, player compensation is something we need to talk about in terms of what goes out to Orlando. But if you talk about whether he's a 24 or $22 million player There's over no the doubt. next two years, I think the answer to that is probably yes. Right. Like it, like, it, like, whereas John wall being a $44 million player, I mean, literally he's his two years are one year of John wall, right. One year of, of Russell Westbrook, one year of Chris Paul, one year. I mean, right. I mean, so he's pretty reasonably priced in the current climate. Oh, absolutely. Climate. I mean, it's, it's about as good a player as you can get at that price in the league. I would imagine if we were to look at all the contracts um, and his next contract will be an interesting situation. Cause that would also be something you'd have to consider. And, and if uh, what you would sacrifice long-term is something uh, you know, worth even some of that investment down the road, but it's a player that they've liked. And I think, just the three point attempts alone is what sold me on the fit here. Um, initially I was really, uh, you know, when I think about looking at players that, that I would, I would, I would want Miami to pursue. It's more of like a, a guy that allows Bam to be um, the bigger player in the lineup, like Jay Crowder was, you know, alongside him. And this would be completely flipped from that, but the three point attempts are, are surging for him this year. And if he can keep that up, uh, as well as he's played, it's just it's about as good a player as they could add. That's not like the Bradley Beal splash name uh, that we've you know the the whale hunting that we've talked about. But one of the things we talked about, and and after the break, we'll get into who you might trade. And I know where this is going. Like you know where this is going, Greg. But like the thing about Jay Crowder was that addition, along with the addition of Iguodala, upgraded this team defensively. Okay, at a time that they needed it. The problem last year was the defense. 
The problem this year has mostly been the offense. Okay. Vucevic is as good an offensive center other than maybe Jokic. Okay. And Embiid that there is in the league, right? He's probably third, I would say uh, among. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you him. I mean, him and AD. It's always hard for me to know who's playing, who's playing the five, but I mean, look, he's an elite offensive center. He solves that problem, but does he make them in any way better defensively that's my because he's never really been fleet of foot he's never really been known for his defense although when you talk to magic fans they say he's been better I just um I, I, does he make them better does he uh, did bam playing the four make them better in any way like I, you know when and you're not going to have another switchable player out there i don't th- that's not vucevic yeah so i go ahead Greg. no 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 alex jump in jump in i was just going to say i mean that's definitely the the question about this because like you think about the Magic, and they've had some pretty good uh, defenses the past few years. It's not necessarily because of Vucevic, but to me, like having Jimmy Butler and Bam there, and like adding Vucevic in there, we've seen Bam play next to a big who isn't exactly good on defense. He's doing it. He's done it all this season with Kelly, and did it all last season with Myers Leonard, and it definitely I think can work. But then you come to the playoffs time, and I think that's kind of when things start to change a little bit because. If you're playing Vucevic, you're almost definitely going to be dropping a lot more than switching. And I don't know how much you can reduce his playing time. I'm not saying that he's somebody who you who you would want to really reduce his role. Like, I think if you trade for him, you want him to be a huge part of what you're doing in the playoffs. But it does make it a little bit more questionable. But I think, honestly, adding this type of player without giving up too much, and I know we haven't gotten into that part yet, to me, the whole the, the question about defense does, isn't even as important here. Again, like you said, because their defense has been so good, I still would like to see them add uh, like a, a, one more defensive piece. But Vucevic, I think, brings so much on, on offense and you know with the rebounding and everything else he does that it kind of mitigates all that. I just think you need that type of that type of player. And I think before we talked about it in, in the the sense of guys like maybe Zach Levine, Brad Beal, guys who can, Kyle Lowry and Oladipo, guys who can, we think of as like bigger names who might be able to take you to another level. And I think Vucevic is kind of a, it's a similar thing here. All right. We're going to get to who they might have to trade after the break. Um, Cause again, I, I think Greg, you and I are pretty much heading to the same direction. And I think we've got to figure out whether or not that makes sense, especially in the context of, of the information that I, provided the other night before we get to it though I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network and that of course is manscaped.com you know that they got the perfect package 3.0 for all of your below the waist grooming needs but they didn't stop there complete your grooming game with a new refined cologne signature scent that's by manscape with the same signature scent that's in all manscape formulas the cologne's a perfect complement to the collection light approachable and gentlemanly in all the right ways think of it as your wingman for the night to keep you fresh and ready for anything signature scent introduces a light citrus burst i'm going to get through this entire thing this time before settling into the anchoring notes of vetifer and a woodsy masculine finish the 50 milliliter spray cologne is even hypoallergenic that's great cruelty free dye free paraben free and 100 percent vegan so make sure that you check it out and make sure that you use the code use the damn code 5rsn because without it you don't get the 20 percent off and the free shipping all right so 5rsn 20 percent off and free shipping as the other guys say on clutch corner all the time your balls and your body well thank you all right let's get to the last part of this um you mentioned hero and I, I feel like this is where this is headed, right? Like, I mean, they, they have uh, 
Fournier at the two. They've got Fultz at the one. Obviously, Fultz has not been playing this year because he got hurt early, but that was kind of a reclamation project that looked like it was working. Uh, I guess would they have interest? I mean, they need a star though. They need to sell a star in that market. Like it's been a long time. I mean, again, as good as Vucevic is, I mean, he's not the type to put billboards of his name up there if he's scoring 24. Tyler Hero might be. Do you think, Greg, they would have interest? And would you have interest? Because what I said, what I said yesterday was you're not going to trade your third best. So the Heat decide they're not going to trade somebody they think could be their third best player for somebody who might be their seventh best player, but Vucevic wouldn't be their seventh best player. No, he, he would be their third best player, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, do you make that deal essentially fast forwarding things going bigger instead of smaller? You have a tilt towards guard in the starting lineup and excuse me on your rotation anyway. What do you think? So it, it depends though, like what, where this heads in terms of, are, are we talking hero and Duncan or, um, are you keeping one of the two? Do you think it would take that much? Do you think? I I don't know. There's a part of me that feels like Orlando in, in, in an effort to maximize the assets that they do have, like why would they sell him low? I just don't see why that would, and especially if there's other teams interested that maybe have more draft picks than, than Miami does. I would imagine that Miami's counter to that would be, let let us give you three or four productive players and and Orlando actually um, would be open-minded to something like this because they they're not a team that wants to be bad for a long period of time so I think that they would be open-minded to a group of players that would help them push forward but to your point there kind of would be a logjam situation so I I don't know like my crazy fake trade says let's go get Houston and at the three-team deal and then get Oladipo and Vucevic to Miami oh and blow this whole thing up. Whoa, um, whoa. Are you, is Adam on the pod? What the hell happened here? <laughs> right? No, that's, I said it's a crazy fake trade, but like, I guess where I'm heading is if we're going to, if, if we're really going down the road of like cashing everything in, then I, I, I guess I was at a place where I thought it would be bigger than, than, than a Vooch deal. And maybe I'm spoiled. Maybe, maybe now I've, I've called people spoiled hmm. for so long and now I'm the one who's spoiled. Alex, that's interesting. That's interesting, Leif, because I'm I'm with you. I kind of don't want to cash in the Tyler Hero piece. And look, I, I kind of feel weird talking about, about guys like assets like that. But it's just we talked about this ad nauseum. So it's almost I mean, you know, like just the idea of who you do or don't trade Tyler Hero for. So I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm just looking here to trade him. But I'm saying if we are going to trade him, I don't know that I would do it for Vucevic either. Like, I really, really like Vucevic. I just don't know that that's the type of guy who he, he Tyler hero is their best asset. Right. And like, if they're going to make a move like that, he, he is their best one, but I would absolutely sell them on the idea of like, look, we'll, we'll supply you with multiple young guys. And like you said, Greg, competent players. And, you know, maybe we'll throw in a pick if they can. I'm not but even sure what, what that situation that, is looking like. Right. I think you got to throw in some type of combo that where they're starting off with like, yeah, you got to give us hero and this and that. And we're like, and, and the heater, you know, just tell them, Okay, we've got Precious, we've got Kendrick Nunn, we've got KZ, we've got Kelly Olenek, we've got Andre Iguodala. I mean, mean, Alex, Alex, I mean, they're going to have competitive offers for him. Like Greg said, like they don't have to trade. So I don't don't see how you get a deal done without trading the hero. And again, I know we don't like talking about players as assets, but without trading the hero asset, I mean, that's what they could sell to their fans. Look, we've gone as far as we can with, with Vucevic. 
Okay. It's time to move forward. We're going to get, you know, a young ascendant guard who scored 37 points in an Eastern conference finals game, like who has some personality. Okay. Like that. I mean, that could be sold. Like, I, I don't know if you can sell the idea of we're going to bring in, you know, kind of a resurgent Kendrick Nunn at age 25 and, you know, some contracts that we're going to get rid of in the off season, like an Olenek or a, I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, no, I yeah. understand. I feel like they need a face. I feel like, you know, that's why I feel like the trade isn't very likely, but uh, that's just kind of where I stand on it. Basically that I would be really, really reluctant to giving up hero as the piece. Maybe I would, you could convince me at the end of the day, and I'm just doing it to fill the quota here at this point. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I bet if you polled the locker room, like, or the core five people in the locker room, pick whichever five people that you think are the most important in the locker room and said, hero out, Vooch in, I bet you that they would vote to keep hero in. I just, ha- I just have that. Uh, I don't probably, know. Probably, but, but, probably, but, but this, but this becomes the question and we'll close here. Does a core, I mean, this is really the question for everything, right? Like we talk about getting Eric some extra rotation players for the end of the game, but really it, you're in an arms race right now. Okay. To a certain degree with the nets. Okay. Uh, who are using the old Miami model, which is just get the stars. And then we're going to find players, you know, whether buyout, cheap minimums, whatever to kind of fill the gap here. Like that's the Miami model. Okay. But you're in an arms race with them. You may be in one with Philadelphia, um, you don't really know how Toronto's going to play out. We know Milwaukee's a win now team. And I know this is counter to everything I said about the Harden situation, but I'm just, I, I, is, can you win without three all-star level players at this stage? Right. And we know hero is not there yet. We know Vucevic just played in one. Okay. Is that, I would say, is that big quote unquote, big three, and we got to close, but is that quote unquote, big three, Greg, good enough to compete with those other teams in the East. If Vucevic is the third guy. Uh, Yes, I think they are good enough to compete with them. There's no doubt. And I actually think that they match up really well with LA in, in certain ways Mm -hmm. if they were to have him. So, um, so, so you can talk me into it. There's just a part of me that feels like if you're really talking about, like, I guess in this hypothetical, and I know we're closing, so I'm gonna wrap it here. If it's hero, but you get to like, let's say you keep Duncan or, or you keep Kendrick Nunn, or there's certain players within the, the nucleus that get to stay because hero is the big chip that leaves. I think that, it, that it changes the way I would view the trade. Um, and it, they are good enough. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, with Jimmy leading them there, I mean, he's, he just played in an all-star game, just like you said, but hero may get there in, in, in a couple of years as well. All right, Alex, 30 seconds or less. That, is that big three good enough compete in the East? Yes. It's, good enough and also i would still think why not trade for a four regardless because i think if you add Vucevic and still add one of these other like fringe fours that's a really 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 tough rotation you know like i think they're going to be really hard to take out and i'm kind of again leading with life here i think i could kind of be talked into it depending on you know being able to keep duncan and maybe even pressures or guys like that where you could still have flexibility to do other things in the future so i'm i do like the move a lot all right at the end of the day Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch the last episode. Make sure my bookie use the code five. That's mybookie.ag. If you want to bet on anything, you want to groom yourself, manscaped.com. Use the code five R S N. We debut our Miami grill sponsorship tomorrow. We are, uh, we're getting bigger guys. Auto Porter is cool too. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.